0: Love,
1: talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to NJSBA's podcast program, Conversations with Educators on the COVID-19 Frontline. Um, my guest today is Jennifer uh, Olowski from uh, the New Brunswick School District. I'll introduce her in a minute. Um, she's a physical education teacher, um, but she she'll be talking not just about teaching phys- physical education, but the social emotional well being of the her, of the students. Uh, If you want to participate, you can call 1 347 989 8904 and then press the number one, and that will let Robin know who's uh, monitoring our switchboard that you have a question and she'll get you up. Uh, Or you can just log into the chat room. You have to register with Blog Talk Radio, um, but there's no fee for that, and you can just type in a comment or a question and I'll pass it on. So, Jennifer, First of all, it's good to talk to you. Uh, For those who don't know, she is the Middlesex County Teacher of the Year. Um, And so you're in New Brunswick, but why don't you describe the school you teach in and the classes that you teach before we get into the school closure?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Ray, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Um, Yeah, I teach health and physical education in the New Brunswick Public School District. I am at the Paul Robinson Community School for the Arts. Um, it is a K-8 school, which is pretty amazing, and it is one of the themed schools, so they, they focus on, you know, the integration of the arts, um, and the awesome thing about it is, you know, besides the, the cultural diversity, get to choose their integration of arts, whether it's dance or music or theater or band. You know, once they reach middle school, they have the opportunity to make that choice, what they would like to um, focus on. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's a wonderful school, and I'm so, so glad to be there. And the kids are just simply amazing.
1: What grades do you teach? Do you teach all, uh, you know, what what grades do you teach right
0: now? I teach K-8. to Okay. We currently have three phys ed teachers. And we just split everything up between the three of us, and yeah, it's it's amazing.
1: Okay, it's, so now I imagine like when March came around and you started hearing these rumors about closing, and what were your first thoughts about how to prepare and how to, you know, where did you go, did you work with the other phys ed te- health and phys ed teachers? How, what was that like?
0: Yeah, so we we were all a little taken back. But I think everyone was, and the struggle with phys ed is it's it's all about movement and skill. So thinking about having that transition to it being online, a lot of thoughts were going through my mind, and you know I was just trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to make sure the students stay active and continue to get the exercise that they need. Um, I, was, I was certainly concerned, um, but, you know, we all worked together. We figured it out, and as a district, they gave us so many resources, and we were just ready to go at that point. Okay.
1: How did, the, you know, just out of curiosity, how did the students react um, uh First of all, many of them probably were not studying coronavirus in the first and second grade. So what was their reaction to the school closing?
0: Well, you know, we prepared for a week or two closure. Um, So we were speaking to the students about it a little bit. Um, We didn't know that we weren't going to go back. However, you know, the middle school students really, they, they understood the fact that this is what's best and this is what needs to be done. But of course the elementary students, you know, it's a hard concept to grasp and mm-hmm. all we could do was really just reassure them that, you know, we're still going to be here for you. And, you know, we're just going to transition to our Chromebooks instead of coming to the school. But the students, you know, I feel like at first some of the middle school students were excited. They're like, Cool, I get to stay home, you know, but now it's it's interesting because I'm getting emails and messages from my students like, you know, thank you for everything you've done, I miss you. And I think it's starting to really hit them that this is gonna be yep. continuing for the end of the year and this is real.
1: Right. And um I was gonna ask you your biggest challenge, but uh you kind of led me into a different area uh for those who don't know the i there's a school community there's the relationship between the staff and the students um, so that's probably I, I I'm sure you miss them too just as much as they miss you uh so is that the what you're start everyone's starting to feel now is they they miss the school community?
0: yeah, the school community is really what holds everything together right it's like I think of it as the edges or the border of a puzzle. And you always have to start with the edges of the puzzle first and the outline. Um, And that's how I perceive the school community. Um, The disconnect with the students for me is certainly the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's safe to say that I miss tying wet shoelaces.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> as only as yeah, teacher can.
0: Yes. And the face-to-face connection was just, you know, why I, I do what I do. And ha- going to school and seeing them and getting the high fives and the fist pumps and, and the hugs from the little kids, you know it keeps you motivated and it, and it drives you and it kind of gives you that push that you need on a bad day. And now, unfortunately we don't have that. So it's certainly different.
1: Okay. And so how do you get the kids to move um, virtually? Uh, Do you have a video that you show them? Or I mean, not a video, but do they see you uh, talk to them?
0: So I've done different types of um, assignments. I've done mm-hmm. where I've I've created a video of me working out, and the students had to follow along with the video. Um, I was on NJTV doing a scav- fitness scavenger hunt, so I also shared I that, that with my students. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and you know, there's so many different ways to go about it, but I do try and at least. And, and video myself so that they have that familiarity and they get to see me um, and and then I have them reflect on on the exercise or the muscles that they they felt they were targeting and, and you know so they do have to re- they do the workout and then they also have to respond um, whether it's you know, just a simple how did you feel or what was the most challenging aspect of this workout for you? So they're doing pretty well with it. I'm pretty impressed.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, I know you have a good attachment to them. And one of your concerns, uh, and this is not just as a uh, physical education, but the health, health, is the social-emotional well-being of your students and the focus. Do you... Do you still try to address that virtually as best you can?
0: Absolutely. Um, The social emotional well-being of my students is always in the forefront for me as an educator, just because I understand how important it is and how sometimes it's not always what's at the forefront, but I try and and make it um, for my students. So, you know, when we're in school, a lot of the students approach me and discuss problems with me and and they open up to me um, about what they're going through. And I try and assist them and guide them and help them out with that. But now that doesn't really take place. So, you know, I actually meet, I have a Google meet with my middle Mm -hmm. school students every Thursday. And it's, it's, technically for their, their, it's technically for help with their phys ed and health assignments, but most mm-hmm. of them come in to the chat room and they just talk to me about what's going on and how they're feeling. And it ends up just being that you know, similar discussion about what they're going through and, and what they're feeling. Um, and I try to create assignments for that like include mindful practices you know yoga meditation and even for health they one of their major assessments was to create a poem or a rap or a song about how they're feeling about being at home so mm. for them to create that it allows them to tap into those emotions and really kind of go through it just by writing it down, you know, it allows them to, Mm -hmm. to under, not necessarily understand how they're feeling, but to get it out of their mind and off their chest. And I think that's so, so important. And,
1: uh, and actually probably, I know academics are, are what we're all about, but I think the social emotional well being of our students right now is maybe the top priority, uh, to make sure that they're handling all this pretty well. Wouldn't you agree with that?
0: 100%. Um, I think one of the big things for me is I try and reassure them that right now, it's okay not to be okay. You know, and my principal at our last staff meeting, she actually mentioned something, and it's it's sticking with me. And she said, um, challenges create character so for her to say that you know it really stuck with me and I'm trying to push that, that saying onto my students you know that times are hard but it's molding you to be stronger mm-hmm. so I you know I just try and reassure them
1: um, look uh, I know a lot of our students it's a difficult time Uh, But it's not easy for adults either. Um, So, uh, you know, teachers and administrators and parents, uh, we all have our own uh, difficulty dealing with this quarantine. Uh, I know you do something at your school district, which I thought was pretty good. Do you want to describe uh, Wind Down Wednesday?
0: Yeah, so absolutely. Um, The Wind Down Wednesday is a live district broadcast it's for staff and students so what i do is i hold a 20 minute meditation session and you know i discuss the the breathing techniques and we go over different things like that the proper way to meditate and then we actually run through a 15 minute meditation session um, and the reason I wanted to do this is because we do this in phys ed class. You know, prior to the start of our activity, we do our warm up, and then we do a two minute meditation session.
1: And the kids,
0: mm-hmm. at first, were very. Um, <laughs> it was interesting to them. Let's let's just leave it at that. But as they got used to it, they really started to enjoy it. And I remember there was one day where we actually forgot to do the meditation. And the whole class was like, "Miss O, we didn't, do, we didn't meditate. So they're like checking me and correcting me on it because they really enjoy it. And the awesome thing about it is it's a time for all of us to really take a mental break. You know, when I explain it to the kids, I, I, I tell them, think about when your phone is acting up. What do you do? You have to turn it off, power it off, and then power it back on. So when we're meditating, that's what we're doing with our, our mind and our body. We're kind of shutting it down temporarily and just focusing on our breathing and booting it back up, you know, So, Mm -hmm. and that's one of our our strategic plans. Um, Our priorities for, as a district, is health and wellness. So I really wanted to continue that meditation, and I'm very grateful that we're able to do it live and that all our students have, you know, their Chromebooks and our staff as well. And a lot of positive feedback has come from it. Um, The students are logging in, staff members are logging in, and they're, they're grateful for that 20 minutes of, of mindfulness and just relaxation, because I think right now we all need it.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause it's a challenge uh, for the parents as well too, because you know, they're, they might be working from home and trying to do their job and teach, help their students, uh, uh, not their students, their kids. What do you see mm-hmm. as the biggest challenge as we move forward with this?
0: Well, making up for lost time on every level is going to be our biggest challenge. But I also feel as though parents and educators, I think it's important that we are more trauma informed because our students and the kids right now are going through so much, as are we, but... Mm -hmm you know, we're adults, and and they're just kids. And for them to be taken away from their safe space and their school and, and their school community, as we spoke about prior, you know, that can have a big impact on them. So I think it's important just as educators and as, you know, even parents that we really learn a little more about the effects that trauma can have on a child
1: okay yeah well let's even take this further Mm -hmm. next September and hopefully we're opening back up you haven't seen a lot of these students in a long time they haven't seen their teachers they haven't seen a lot of their friends you haven't even seen some probably some of your staff members your colleagues what do you do that first week with the kids when you get them back in your, in your view? Cause I know you well, really care about your kid.
0: Right. Of course. And I think, you know, whether they're in first grade or eighth grade, a child knows if you actually care for them or not, you know, they, they can pick up on that. And for me, when we return, you know, hopefully in September, one of the most important things for me is to establish the routines again and have those routines back in place because that's so important for our youth, just those routines. Um, And, you know, in, in my mind, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get those hugs and those high fives and, you know, the fist pumps and, and all that, but I don't even know if that'll be the case. So it's going to be challenging, but at the same time, it's going to be a relief just to get to see them. And I, when I think about it, I feel like it's going to just be a very special moment to be able to see all of them again. And it's really, you know, something that I'm looking forward to.
1: Yes, and I think everyone is. Uh, so any other final comments or rec- thoughts that, that you have on how you proceeded through this?
0: I'm just really, really grateful that, you know, our district has been very proactive in creating our um, pandemic plan, you know, with the mm-hmm. students having their Chromebooks and, you know, all, everything already being set in place was very helpful and it and it made the transition much smoother. Um, you know, we just thought we would be leaving for a couple of weeks and we ended up leaving for the whole year. So I'm just very grateful for that. And there's an African proverb that says, smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. Mm. And I think... As an educator, that's important to just constantly remind yourself, you know, we're all learning, we're all adapting, and we're all growing right now, educators and students. So that proverb, I keep with me, and I have it posted up on my wall by my laptop, and it's helpful. It's a a nice, helpful reminder. Um, So, yeah.
1: Well, uh I think it is. Uh, I think actually it's a great problem during these uh, difficult times. Uh, I'd like to thank Jennifer Oloski for joining me. Uh, And I know you're a dedicated teacher. For those who don't know, uh, she gives presents to all her students, or not personally. Well, she personally raises the funds and wraps them and gets everything done during the holiday season. So she's dedicated to her her students, and I know it, it will be an emotional time when she goes back to school and sees all of their faces again, and hopefully you can fist bump some of them. Um, yeah. So, thank you for Looking joining Looking
0: forward me. to it. Thank you so yes, much, I, I appreciate are.
1: it. Okay, Jen. Okay, and I hope you guys all enjoyed uh, listening to, to Jennifer, and I hope you all have a uh, safe and healthy afternoon, and good night. Oh, goodbye.